Hello everyone and welcome to the second edition of the Aaron Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Aaron, joined alongside by my brother and co-host, Brett Aaron. And Brett, today's podcast is going to be all about turkey hunting as it is turkey season here in Kentucky. We've passed the mid uh, midway point of the season, heading down the home stretch, and we've had a great uh, season so far with uh, some great encounters, some great hunts, and uh, some success stories. Yeah, Blake, uh, you've been fortunate enough to punch both of your turkey tags and i've got a bird on the ground dad's got a bird uh we've had uh, several successful hunts and several unsuccessful hunts but they've all been exciting and uh we've had a good time and it's just one of the greatest times of the year when you can get up in the morning and hear those long beards gobbling and just get out in god's country and chase them it's it's my favorite time of the year yeah mine too there's just nothing better than than uh, hearing those birds light up and gobble of a, of a spring morning with the sun coming up so uh, we're also going to talk about like we said we're going to discuss our season so far uh, we're going to go into some of our successful hunts some of the game plans that went into that uh, we're going to talk about some of the scouting we've done to be successful uh, because we think scouting is key here at Aaron Outdoors also we're going to talk a little bit uh, about blind hunting versus running and gunning um, and the pros and cons of each of those and kind of what we like to do. And also, we're going to discuss the topic that's always um, one up for discussion, and that's missing turkeys, and we've all had our fair share of those. So uh, we're going to dive into those. Uh, but first, we do want to mention our sponsor for this Aaron Outdoors podcast, Gray's Lawn and Landscape, LLC. Hunter Gray, he does mowing, landscaping, tree work, and cleanup. He also gives free estimates, and he is fully insured. Hunter is... Roland, he's excited to uh, hopefully earn your business. Spoke to him the other day, so give Hunter a call at 270-566-0632. And uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back to discuss turkey season here in Kentucky. All right, we are back here at the Aaron Outdoors headquarters just discussing a little bit of turkey hunting here in Kentucky. Um, first, Brett, we want to talk a little bit maybe about um, our opening weekend that we that we went into, um, which was a couple weeks back. Um, and we had an eventful opening day. Uh, we seen lots of birds. I know you, Mom and Dad, were absolutely covered in them uh, from the start. Yeah, uh, we got in the blind that morning just a little before daybreak, and uh, it ended up being one of the most eventful mornings I've ever had in the turkey woods. Uh, at one point, we had five longbeards in the field with us and a group of probably five to six hens, and I think there were three or four deer in the in the field with us, and, you know, it was, it was exciting times. We were trying to get Mom her first longbeard on the ground, and it was just a exciting, exciting time there in the blind yeah i know derek and i were on back towards the back of our our farm hunting out of the the muddy bell blind and uh we we heard a few distant gobbles nothing uh, really too close um off the roost and for us it was a little bit different we had a, a long wait it seemed like um, in the morning until the birds actually made their way uh, to the field where as in your situation you know just probably 600 yards away they flew right down and were in your field with me and Derek, uh, we had to sit there quite a while before we even seen a turkey and uh, actually had 
uh, a cool encounter with a, a Jake that came in and uh, bred the avionics decoy right out there in front of us. He uh, strutted around the decoy for about 15 minutes, just spinning and spinning. And uh, you know, we got some good good footage um, there. And then not long uh, after, uh, after that, heard uh, heard a shot. Yeah. Well, l- let me set the stage a little bit for you. We were sitting there the first. First birds flew into the far end of the field, and uh, they were some hens, and it wasn't too too long after that I saw the first strutter come down off the ridge into the, the food plot probably 300 yards away, 200, 300 yards away, and he slowly made his way toward our blind, and uh, before he got down there, there was two other long beards that had, that had moved in, and uh, they strutted down the road. We've got a, a gravel road that runs down the entirety, down the middle of our property. And uh, they were, they like to get on that road and strut. And those two long beards came down and, and strutted. And uh, another long beard came into the field and went grouped up with the first one. So we had four there and a group of hens. And the two dominant birds were strutting and and pushing the hens around and trying to keep the other two long beards off of off of their their group of hens and they actually pushed those those uh, two subordinate toms closer to the blind and we were trying to get mom lined up for a shot on on those and uh, of course she she had it would be her first her first experience with taking a turkey and uh, even shooting at a turkey it, never even shot at one yeah yeah and uh the way it worked out, they came to 20 yards of the blind, but we had three of us in there and the camera, and, you know, it, it was just pretty cramped. Couldn't move a whole lot, and, and where they came in, she she couldn't see them. I could have easily taken a shot, but I was trying to run the camera, and uh, so we ended up not getting a shot on those birds at that time, and uh, ended up moving on off and we had a little break in the action before they decided to come back make another stroll through strutting down that road and they got to probably about 30 yards and uh, presented a presented a decent shot opportunity Um, and we just had a swing and a miss it happens it happens to everybody we're going to talk a little bit more about missing turkeys um, later on because I've missed my fair share, and so have you. Yeah, I've missed but, a ton. Uh, it, it happens, especially to first-time hunters. Yeah. Um, but she, I think she was a pretty good sport about it. She wasn't yeah. too upset that the toms weren't too uh, shaken up. They, they, you know, no. they weren't too spooked. They stuck around just a little bit, and I think you said they moved off. Yeah, yeah, it didn't spook them too bad. Uh, they, they moved off a little, but uh, out of range. But that was okay. Uh, we decided we'd just sit tight and uh, see see what happened but uh ended up not having any more real action that morning and i think actually the birds birds that we saw may have may have seen a little later on in the day yeah yeah definitely and of course we go back to right after you and uh, her mom had shot you had sent me a text that there was a long beard coming down the road towards Derek and and and, and me but uh, that Tom never did cross the creek. Um, he stayed on the other side of the creek, probably about 120 yards away, 
did manage to get some some video of him, but he never came in. And uh, you know, we just hung tight there, tried to sit out the rest of the morning. And Derek and I had a tom come in silent behind us, and just really uh, didn't have a very good good shot on him, and and just kind of blew the opportunity on it, I guess you could say. Um, but that pretty much wrapped up our morning hunt. Uh, we went back um, to the camp, had some lunch, took a took a nap, and um, Dad went down right after we had taken a nap, and there was two long beards right outside the barn where we were at, and they were working in the food plot down there. So um, we felt pretty good about the rest of the day. Um, Brett and Mom went back to the blind. They had uh, hunted earlier in the morning, and Dad came uh, and went with me to the back where Derek and I had been hunting in the bail blind. And uh, I went in, put out the Avion X strutter decoy. Um, the, our pro cams had been getting some good videos of two dominant toms um, really strutting in the area and using the strutting lane and running off other birds. Every Almost every day at some point they were in there. So I went ahead and put out the strutter decoy. Um, it was about 3 o'clock when we got in the blind. And at 3.10, I looked back behind me to my right and seen those two longbeards just come barreling out of the out of the uh, holler with, I mean, bright red heads coming straight straight for the decoy. And it was kind of hectic. We weren't really even set up yet and had to get the best video we could, uh, trying to coordinate the windows and which, uh, how, which shot opportunity we were going to get. But Dad and I were able to get it all together and those toms settled down after being around the decoy and uh, we were able to double up uh, once again that's the third straight year i think we've doubled up which is pretty crazy yeah uh like mom and i were sitting in the blind and uh we heard we heard the shot and then we heard another shot and i thought oh you no. just never know <laughs> when you hear two back to back like that you just you just it always gives you a bad feeling because you think, oh no, they missed and tried to, tried to make that second shot count. And uh, so we were a little, little concerned until we got a, we got a text that said uh, that you all had doubled up. But uh, we, mom and I didn't have a whole lot of action. We did see a bird, or I actually think we seen two, two longbeards that morning or that that afternoon. But uh, none of them really gave us a good shot. So. Uh, we we didn't have a whole lot of action, but two birds down in one day. Uh, can't, can't can't complain about it for sure, especially how the, the morning started off. We it, it didn't seem like it was going to be the best of days, but by the end of it, we were all had some pretty big smiles on our faces. And actually, I believe I'm almost positive that uh, one of the birds that me or dad killed was one of the ones that mom shot and missed at, because. Um, we know this probably because we run those pro cams and we, we, we scout them. And those two toms that me and dad killed both had very unique curves to the, at the end of the tip of their beard. And uh, I'm almost 99% sure it was the same same birds. So, uh, and, and we can go back to look at the morning hunt where you've seen those two toms come in and run the other two off to know that, okay, these two birds are dominant. Let's put out the strutter decoy in an area that I know that they've been strutting in and obviously they were they were in the right mood and they probably seen that decoy up in the holler from over 200 yards away at least oh yeah and just came in on a string right to there's, them there's no doubt you know the leaves weren't on the trees they could they were up on the on the side of the ridge i'm sure they just seen that 
that avion strutter out there and, and came running because we hadn't been in the blind 10 minutes and, yeah. and we heard you all fire so it was that you know they came in on a string exactly well fast forward to the next weekend me and you hunted off and on throughout the week before and after work uh had some you know close uh, close calls there um saturday the, the second saturday of the season it was very rainy cold we had a bad cold front move in it was in the 40s i think yeah it was it was really miserably cold for uh april and we got rained out in the morning i mean it was just coming a monsoon so we elected to catch up on some sleep and we got up and went in midday and you know i really felt confident after seeing five birds in the in the field the weekend before even though we harvested a couple I still had high hopes that you know we would see see some toms and we got settled in the blind and it hadn't been too yeah probably an hour hour little little over an hour yeah we hadn't been there too long and uh had some hens come into the field and I think it they just kept piling in kept piling in I think we ended up with maybe five five or so and uh, I I told Blake sitting in the blind I said surely with five live decoys out here in the field mm-hmm. it'll bring a bring a long beard by well we said before we even went that we were probably and we were you were usually not like this we're not usually overconfident about anything because you just never know what's going to happen when you get out there but we both said basically once when we were going to the blind yeah we're going to we're going to get a bird because it stopped raining it had been raining for it rained for two hours, days yeah two days straight and as soon as it quit raining those hens poured into the field, and then actually when the t- two toms came in the field, it started to open up and downpour, and when you made a easy 33-yard shot and just dropped the tom in its yeah. tracks. Yeah, it was picture perfect. The video was great, except for probably the, the audio. audio which it wasn't down. too bad. I went back and watched it, and it's it's not too bad. But that would make three birds down for us. Uh, you know, nothing, you know, just great and, and solid hunts. I mean, nothing just absolutely incredible like uh never something, before never seen, before footage. seen footage but two really solid um hunts with a double and then uh that uh other hunt both of those were ground blind hunts this next hunt where i tagged out on is going to be a little bit different and a unique hunt um that we went into um we had actually seen these toms uh, three toms working in this little patch of timber where the cows had been up in from the road um earlier in the week yeah and we tried to make a play on them decided to back out um and just kind of watch and see what they did and we went in the next day we knew where they started roosting at uh, good idea of what we what we were going to do and then uh, that the monday um we came in and hoped to see the toms in the field to try to make a play on them didn't see any um, we tried to shuffle around to a few different spots and didn't see um, what we liked had a you know a few things that didn't fall into place, and we ended up just going and standing and trying to figure out trying to get in this one field, but there was a couple of bulls in there that didn't really want us in there with them, so uh, we just kind of stood there and, until uh, we seen something. We did see a hen, and from that point we just thought, well, we better just uh, get behind. We found an old uh, dead tree that had been broke over. We got up against it and just you know hung tight there. And eventually, uh, more turkeys started to uh, enter the field. Yeah, we we just 
stepped up behind that that old blowed down tree and and just stood there really um and more hens just kept piling in the field and then wasn't long before you said hey i think i see some gobblers coming and uh they they were heading yeah. right for us right right the way they had the few evenings before and we we thought you know we were in the game except for those bulls we didn't know yeah we didn't know where they were at we didn't know we didn't want to shoot in that direction towards them and for the longest time i didn't know if i was going to be able to uh to shoot or not you know so and, but uh, eventually uh the, the toms got over in a dip to where i could move and get a little bit better position and, and then i picked out and then they made covered some ground pretty quick they were right up on us within 20 yards and seen me move first time started putting um and the other two kept working up they didn't know he didn't know what i was i don't think he just knew something wasn't right and it was a pretty much a standoff there for about 10 15 minutes it felt like and finally uh, i hear brett tell me he's coming out he's coming out into my shooting lane because um, i couldn't see to my left because of the the tree so he finally worked his way out and it's probably 30 30 yard shot at most and uh dropped him right in his tracks and it was one of those are you serious moments i can't believe that just happened because we were pretty i was pretty upset because the plan hadn't worked out the way we wanted it to for the evening um you know and and then all of a sudden it just changes just like that yeah you just never know when you go to the woods whether you're hunting turkey deer or or whatever how things are gonna happen but uh we got over there i knew those birds would probably be working the same route they'd been working to roost so we wanted to get in there and set up the the bulls had other intentions and we just made the best with what we had they they really just walked walked right where we thought they would yeah we just didn't get set up where we wanted to but we just had to make it work and and that's what we did yeah we could have if we could have got in there and got set up on the ground up against one of those rose bushes with uh, the turkey loungers and, you know, kind of made us a natural ground blind on the ground, you know, it might have been better video, but heck, they may have came in and seen us right off, you know, um, something unnatural in the field and, yeah. and and went off. So it may have worked better in the end, but nonetheless, um, another, another bird down and just like that, I'm tagged out and now I get to video everybody else, which is fine with me, but... Um, I'm just excited I still get to go hunting, but, you know, that, that kind of brings up a, a topic some people, um, debate a lot. I see articles and things like that, and, you know, I always say you should hunt the way you like to hunt, or, you know, any way that is legal, and you enjoy it, go out and do that kind of hunting, um, whatever style it may be. I know, uh, you know, public land hunting, if you have private land, just whatever you have access to and like to do. Uh, just go out and do it but the the one that i'm kind of talking about the the controversy is hunting from a ground blind versus running and gunning which uh, we do a little bit of both brett yeah we do we do both kinds of hunting uh, on our farm we mostly have to hunt out of ground blinds because like i have talked about before you know we don't have any access from from up high and early in the mornings you really need to get above the bird to, to try to call him up a ridge to you they don't seem like they seem to work better to coming uphill than than going downhill but uh so we just set up in the bottoms in those ground blinds and you know 
they like to we know where their strutting lanes are we know where their strut zones are um, and we just set up over those and, and try to capitalize on those and we we identify those areas by scouting with our, our pro cams and just getting out and and scouting with your eyes and yeah, seeing just, some, just seeing the birds and this is our fifth or sixth year now hunting that farm and now we're finally getting to the point where we know where the bird what the birds are doing what they how they travel and what they what they like to do and i know a lot of people um, will say well they're that's not hunting them you're just sitting around we we like to call it we're just gonna have to deer hunt them and yeah. and, and set up because sometimes um, those birds aren't as vocal um you know some birds aren't as vocal as others and you just you do have to sit and wait them out and and that's what we that's what we do at that particular farm now if the pressure was on and it was towards the end of the season you know we could slip out of the ground blind and probably go kill a bird if we wanted to um, we just try to keep it um i guess the least amount of pressure possible we don't go chasing that's, after them that's one of the things we want to you know there's five of us that hunt up there we want to minimize the pressure as much as we can we don't want to go running through the woods opening day just hammering on a box call or, or something like that and getting the birds all call shy because because we want to be able to hunt them there throughout the year you know there's there's five of us that that hunt up there regularly so um, and another big thing with the, the ground blinds is it protects us from the weather or the camera gear yeah, we wouldn't have been able to kill your bird if we didn't have a ground blind because right. of the camera equipment right i mean it was just too too wet we knew it, it the rain stopped when we went out but we knew there was pretty good chance that it was going to pick back up again so that's that's another reason we use a ground blind sometimes but yeah. i also love to run there's and gun. nothing better than running and gunning and being out nope. on the ground with a goblin bird or a roosted a roosted bird that's close that's goblin and knowing that you have the opportunity for him to fly down right in your lap and then you're just out there you know nothing covering you you just gotta you just gotta make it happen yep there's nothing like it calling one in right to you getting set up close to the roost as you can and and calling one in uh, love to do that as well probably if i had to pick i would probably pick that way but it seems like uh, we have more success we have more success <laughs> when, we're when we're in the ground blind of course you know we're not we're not just one guy out there sitting at the base of a tree no there's lots there's, of there's lots of moving parts when you're yeah carrying camera and equipment and anybody of, that's video knows that so exactly i mean perfect example this morning's hunt um and, and going back and this is kind of a little preview of hopefully a success story that will be coming in the next podcast is uh another farm that we hunt we've hunted quite a bit we do run and gun on it um and we know We've hunted it for several years. We know the birds like to roost. It's the same farm I killed my second bird on. But uh, they always like to be in this patch, of, this flat patch of timber. Um, it's real thick on one end, and then it opens up into some open woods. And those toms like to, to get in those bigger trees, those mature trees, and roost. And then they'll fly down and strut kind of in that uh, open woods and then work their way to the fields. And this morning we got right in, uh, up tight to some to some birds 70 yards probably from a hen and then uh, some some toms that we almost you know close the close the chapter on yeah um i just we we slipped in there before before daylight and got real close the gobblers never made a peep because they were in there i guess they knew where their hens were um but 
They had to be really close. They had to be really close, yeah. They but never we didn't made a fly down. They never made a noise, never gobbled, not one time. And uh, we just sat tight, and I seen the first Tom about two steps after or before he saw me. He made about two steps after I saw him. And uh, I was, I was kind of skylined at the angle. We were actually facing kind of the other direction, and he – he kind of came in on on the side of us and probably could have got a quick shot off at him, but there would have been zero video of it. So elected not to do that. I don't ever want to take a, a rush shot at a bird. So, uh, but moral of that story is, you know, scouting. We we knew where to be. We know where to be. <laughs> we know, and we we confirmed it. So uh, the next morning, that's fit. That's probably where I'll go back to to try to fill my tag, getting that that timber and set up again. And then I think another key to to that, I mean, we didn't kill a bird, but we probably could have killed one just if we wanted to kill one. Um, is getting in there early while it's still dark, um, because you can move even if you make a little bit of noise. If it's pitch dark and those turkeys can't make out that you're, you know. A human walking in there or anything, if it's well, dark, you, you can get up right next to them. You know, I, I I was sitting down at the base of the tree, and I knocked my gun over, and it made the all-overs racket, and I thought, oh, my gosh, anything that that's roosted close heard that. Mm-hmm. And then I, well, as I was sitting there in the dark, I got to thinking. I was like, well, deer, coyotes, coons, all kinds of creatures are walking around in the woods all night long. Yeah, you know, breaking sticks and and doing things. So, as long as they can't, as long as it's not light enough to see you, I don't think that that it makes as big of a difference as what what you would think. Yeah, I completely, a hundred percent agree with that. And that's why we're going to go back in there um, here pretty quick, um, ne- the next time we can, and and try to get back on those birds. Something kind of funny that we noticed about that hunt and those two toms. Um, as we mentioned earlier, that there were three toms whenever I killed the one in the in the cow pasture. Well, there were two toms this morning, and I noticed the last time we were hunting and I harvested that bird, there was one tom that had a pretty bad pretty bad limp. And again, we seen this morning it was that that same tom that had a bad limp. So, those are the two birds that we've already had, you know, three encounters with now. Yeah. So I mean. We're going to try to go back in and get after those. And it, and building little, I don't know, for me it's cool to, to know that that's the turkey that I seen the day before. And, you know, he's, he's doing this. Yeah. He's doing that. We've got him down kind to get a, a Kind of get a pattern on him. Yeah. It's exactly. pretty neat. Um, and last topic I guess we'll, we'll touch on, um, I guess, is, is missing turkeys. I know a lot of people uh, miss turkeys and don't like to say they miss a turkey. Um yeah, I, I've missed my fair share. Uh, I'm not gonna not gonna hide from it. Um, if you're hunting turkeys long enough, you're you're going to you're gonna miss. And I mean, if you let them if you let them get too close, I mean it's just like shooting a rifle. You've got to be right on them because the the loads that that are made today and the turkey chokes that are out there today, I mean the patterns are unbelievable, mm-hmm. uh, which you know, on a longer shot, it really helps. But when, 
when they get in close, we don't like to take those long shots. You know, I don't, I don't like to shoot at a bird over 40 yards. Yeah. And, and, uh, I, I don't a lot of times, I pass a lot of shots that, that are that distance just for the simple fact that I don't want to wound a bird, but, uh, you know, I've missed my fair share of birds, and, and that's just something that's going to happen. If you hunt a lot, don't get discouraged if you miss one. Definitely, Brett. I know um, from I've had my fair share of misses, but you just got to get back out there and, and keep hunting and keep having. I think a lot of it has to do with confidence in, in yourself and in and, and your gun. Um, you know, sometimes I've had people ask me about, like, you know, about shooting. Like, what do you think? Do you think about missing when you're about to shoot? And I just say, no, I just put the bead on the head and fire. I mean, that's the way you got to be sometimes. You want to make sure it's a, you know, a, a good shot, but don't, you don't want to overthink it and, yeah. and, and, you know, then get sidetracked on whether I'm going to miss or not because then you will miss, you know. So I just, my best advice is put the little bead on the head and fire. So yeah. that, that's my, it's that easy. That's, that's my advice. And, of course, a lot of times I don't even remember whenever I shoot. I just get so caught up in the moment. But, uh, I mean, I think uh, that's going to wrap it up for us on, on this one. Uh, we once again do want to mention uh, our fine sponsor, Hunter Gray, with uh, Gray's Lawn and Landscape, LLC. Um, Hunter does mowing and landscaping, tree work and cleanup. He gives you free estimates, and he is fully insured. The spring is here, and the grass is growing, um, and, and everything like that. So give Hunter Gray a call at 270-566-0632. And, Brett, that's going to do it for uh, this podcast. Um, Be sure to tune in to us next time as we are going to probably be wrapping up the turkey hunting action, doing a recap of our season as a whole, and then looking forward um, to some fishing on Lake Cumberland. We're going to hopefully uh, go out on some uh, crappie fishing trips and striper fishing trips, and you just never know what else uh, we'll get into out on Lake Cumberland. So. We want to appreciate you guys for listening. Um, if, if you haven't yet, sure, be sure to rate our podcast, subscribe to it so you get notified when we have a new episode. And we appreciate everything um, that you all do as viewers and listeners. And we, like I said, we just appreciate it so much. So thanks for uh, listening to this edition of the Aaron Outdoors Podcast.